0: You are listening to the "I Love You Too Much to Argue" podcast with your host Holly and her trusty sidekick Beck. Morning, hi Beck, how are you going? Great, thanks. How about you? Good, thank you. Um, today we are talking about the fact that it blew up, like the title of the episode. <laughs> um, what so- blew up,
1: Holly? What
0: blew up? <laughs> well. As you and I have already talked about on this podcast, we often will talk about the Enneagram and love languages and love and logic with each other. And recently um, on Facebook, I've been just making funny Facebook statuses and like asking silly questions about, you know, if you could only eat one meal every day for the rest of your life, what would it be for every meal? And just seeing people's comments are just really interesting and it breaks up the monotony of covid and everything that's going on with that. <laughs> Does indeed. Um, Taco is my the own... correct
1: answer by the way.
0: Sorry say that Ta- again. Tacos is the correct oh, tacos, answer. Tacos, yeah. So the other day or before we before we'd released our podcast but we had started recording episodes, I posted on Instagram uh, on Facebook a status saying if you know your enneagram type, what is it? And people just started commenting and that was what blew up.
1: (laughs) It really did. Well,
0: it blew up for me anyway. I'm going to call it it blew up. (laughs) But it was really interesting because I found out a lot of people's Enneagram types that I didn't Mm -hmm. know, but I also discovered that there are so, there's so much misinformation out there about your wings and what that means. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was really interesting. So I thought, oh, we could probably talk about that on the podcast. (laughs) I also found out, a lot of other things that we will go into later but I thought first Beck, if you could just give us a little overview of what the wings are so basically I am a two with a wing three Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: you are a six with a wing seven Mm -hmm. so can you just tell um our three or four maybe it's four listeners now
1: (laughs) what the wings mean in the Enneagram yeah I, I was watching this really great YouTube Um, video the other day by a guy called Frank James that explained Mm -hmm. it really well. He talked about how each number on the Enneagram, each type has a relationship with the numbers either side of it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so your wing can be either number, either side of your type. So in your instance, you're a Mm -hmm. two. So it could be a a one or it could be a three. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically your your type is what – sorry – your core motivator is really what determines your type. That's how they're linked. Right. And your wings flavour that motivation. So they gave this funny example about having the coffee and mm. how if your wing would flavour it, so it's like adding hazelnut or vanilla syrup to your coffee. Ooh. It's still a coffee, but it just oh, tastes different. Clever.
0: Yeah. Or is it like yep. topping on an ice cream? Or yes. which, which type of sundae would you choose at
1: Macca's? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely yes. chocolate, chocolate all the way. Agreed. Yeah. It's warm and delicious. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So they, yeah, your wings kind of, you know, I, like you said, I'm a six with a wing seven. If I had a friend who was a six with a wing five, we'd look quite different. Right. Um, even though at the core motivation for security and safety will be very similar. Um, you know, a seven will be a little bit more extroverted. A five might be a little bit more introverted. Um, so, We could talk about that forever. So some of the
0: posts on um, my Facebook, like the comments, some people were saying, oh, I'm a one with a wing five or I'm a six with a wing nine or something. And so I guess those people have taken the Enneagram test online. There's Mm -hmm. heaps of people that have put out tests. And when you actually do the test, it gives you your main type and then it will give you the secondary one which is what you might be but that's not your wing so I think what people have might have done is gone oh I'm this type and the secondary one is my wing or the 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 second highest likelihood of my number is this one but that's Mm -hmm. not actually the case is it correct that's very correct yes and then the other thing is when you do the test if anyone out there that's done the test um will you know they're they're answers will come back that they're whatever they are. It's not always correct. Yeah, The test can be, it's not that the test is wrong, but the test gives you an indicator, but it's not until you really read and delve into all of this that you can really
1: find out your wing. Very much so. I I never tested as a six when I've done a test, never. Right. Uh, but I know that I am a six. And what they say often, your type is based on what motivates you but a test will often talk about your behavior and you can yes. have behaviors of different types, even though you're motivated by a particular thing. So they're great to kind of give you some basic knowledge, but you really need to do some reading about it to work out exactly what you are. Well, the other thing that
0: um, came out of the Inst- the Facebook post that I did was that, so a lot of people were, you know, commenting and asking questions or saying stuff. And my sister, who is a five, and fives are very good at studying and mm-hmm. and gaining information like that. And we definitely need to have her on this. Oh podcast. my gosh, I'm <laughs> so
1: excited about having her. On she here. has
0: so much knowledge. But she was going on and commenting. I think there was someone who said, "Oh, I I always type equally high as two different types." And you know, there's a mistype there. And so she came on and was explaining and describing stuff. And then, you know, other people were talking about their wings and she came on and was describing and explaining stuff. So I'd already thought she needs to be Mm -hmm. a guest on our podcast to (laughs) tell us a lot of stuff. (laughs) And then another one of my friends who I didn't know was doing this, but she's actually about to start her PhD in the Enneagram and how that relates to spirituality. And I just thought that was absolutely fascinating so we must also get her
1: does that mean that she's she gets to have a doctor at the beginning of her name Yes, that's so cool that's so cool so we now are gonna have a guest doctor
0: at Woo. some stage <laughs> uh, okay so let's just give a quick overview of all the types today I know that there are like <laughs> like everyone else in the entire world that's also started a podcast because They're stuck at home (laughs) and there are literally thousands of podcasts on the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. But we're going to give our little overview today in Beck and Holly style of all of the types. We could do an entire episode or an entire season even on one type, but our podcast is about kind of three different topics being Enneagram, love languages, love and logic, and plants a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll just go through today the types, and if you don't know your type yet, have a listen and just see what kind of feels like it fits. Now I say feels because I'm a two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you're not a two, you might think how it fits. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Someone else will tell me. Or you might just know that. Just might, yes, you might yeah. just know. I think um, actually something that your sister said in that post was often if it makes you cringe, it kind of, it's right. It's like, oh, that's so me. Yeah. Or like Um, my
0: husband would say, if it makes you feel an emotion, (laughs) 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 it's hitting something deep inside of you. Yes,
1: totally. All right, let's start with the type one. Mm -hmm. Um, And often they generally have titles, each type. So a type one can be known as a moral perfectionist or a reformer. Mm-hmm. And the thing that motivates them is being good, being right, virtuous, having integrity. They're all extremely important. And the mm-hmm. thing that they fear is being bad, wrong, unredeemable, inappropriate, or lazy. Mm. Um, my husband's a type one mm-hmm. and this is so true of him. Mm-hmm. There's there's always a right way to do things and it's not necessarily, um, you know, It's his right way. So once he's decided this is the right way, that's the right (laughs) way. Everyone should do it. And he's open to change it. It's not like it won't change, but there has to be some reason as to why there's a better right way um, than the current right way. So, yeah, that's him.
0: That's that's so good. Mm. So I read something recently that said everyone has all of the types in them. Yes. But we Uh, function out of one predominantly and I also read that that never changes Mm. born that way and I've recently discovered the type of one of my kids who's a four and fours are we'll talk about them a bit more later but fours are really known for their emotional kind of state and really deep thinkers and feelers and he oh my gosh really is but I was thinking about it recently when I read that you your type doesn't change and you're always that type and I was like oh my gosh so when he was a tiny toddler and I would be like oh my gosh what is going on this guy is so different when I discovered he was a four I'm like oh my gosh he was a four then too
1: uh-huh. <laughs> it's
0: so fascinating
1: yeah it really is
0: um so Beck and I obviously have done research and we're not Enneagram experts but we get a lot of our information obviously online and we follow heaps of Instagram accounts that give such fabulous information and obviously the internet is a wealth of knowledge but today we've got a lot of that information from an awesome instagram account that you should all go and follow called the your enneagram coach as well as enneagram institute which is a website and i'm sure i'm not sure if they've got an instagram but go and check them out if you want more information about Mm. any of the types they've got heaps of good descriptions as well that go really into depth to each of
1: them yes so the type I was going to say, sorry, they also talk a lot about the wings as well. and so They do, what yes. wing? Yeah, so much information out there.
0: So the type two, which is me, is the helper and supportive advisor and the motivation for a type two is being loved, being wanted and appreciated. Um, the type two fear is being unloved, unwanted and rejected, which is obviously just the reverse of yeah. what, what our motivation is. And we also have a fear of being thought of as needy Inconsequential and dispensable, and I can really identify with this. And this really plays in for a two, it really plays into the reasons that we don't often ask for help or we don't mm. often um, get help for the things that we might need is because we have a deep fear of appearing needy. And for me personally, I know we're trying to give a quick overview here, but <laughs> I'm a two, so I'm going to talk about it. For me personally, that fear of being seen as needy is I feel more heightened in myself because of my upbringing. So um, I had really great parents. They're still really great. (laughs) But my (laughs) dad is very, very good at showing what his needs are and telling anyone that will listen what his needs are and what he needs. And I think that I saw that and as a a natural too, I saw that and I would cringe like, oh, I never want to. show my needs and mm-hmm. I know that I need to work on that because it's okay to ask for help.
1: Yes it is. <laughs>
0: um and what two's long to hear is that you are wanted and you are loved, which is what you always tell me. So that's why I love you.
1: Oh thank you.
0: <laughs> it's so true. And then we'll move on to the three which is my wing so I can identify with this a little bit but it's also my husband is a three. So the motivation of a three is being valued, admired, respected and being successful. So it's a real like achiever mentality Mm -hmm. their fear is being worthless being a failure incompetent and disrespected and they long to hear you are loved simply for being you because as a like a a three really puts a lot of their value in what they achieve and what they do and in their success um, instead of actually looking at themselves just as a human being and you know being okay to be loved just for being them not for Mm. what they have achieved or anything Mm -hmm. so I really see that in in my husband and then you want to do the four
1: yeah (laughs) so a four is um sometimes called a romantic individualist (laughs) (laughs) i love it and they are motivated by being authentic special and unique and they're afraid uh, of being insignificant inadequate emotionally cut off plain mundane or de facto effective and what they long to hear is that you are seen and loved for exactly who you are special and unique
0: it's so funny because as I was saying before one of my kids is a four and he is so over the top with his love like mm-hmm. I, I, I can't even begin to describe it I mean you've seen it because you know he, yes
1: but
0: he is just I remember when he was about four years old and he would say, Mummy, I love you so much. Mummy, there's hearts in my body and they're exploding out of me. There's hearts in my body exploding out of me. And he would just say it over and over uh-huh. and over again. He's such a deep, deep feeler. feeler. It's, mm. it's very cute. It's, you can really, really see is. that romantic, individualistic uh-huh. type, yep. type nature. So then we've got the five, which mm-hmm. is my sister. She is an investigator and an investigative thinker. So their motivation is being competent and capable, which I can definitely see in her. Their fear is being annihilated, invaded or not existing or being thought of of as not knowing, being incompetent, incapable incapable or ignorant or having obligations placed on you or your energy or being completely depleted. That's a big one, type five. Really really interesting.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And what they long to hear are your needs are not a problem.
1: Which I really like that. Mm. Your needs are it's not a good. problem. It's really good. Yeah. So, a type six, that's me. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah. We can be known as loyalists or loyal guardians, is another way of uh, titling it. Our motivations are having security, safety, and guidance. Um, our fears are fe- feeling fear itself, um, mm. being without support, security, or guidance, being blamed, alone, or physically abandoned. Mm. Um, and we long to hear that we are safe, secure, and supported. And I think, oh my gosh, it's just so true of me. You know, <laughs> I just, I really love to be supported in what I'm doing and, and the guidance side of things. Like sometimes it's quite difficult for me to make a decision about something without first hearing, mm. you know, everyone around me's opinion about what the right thing should be. And it, um, so I really appreciate your support, Holly, because you're so oh, great at helping me make decisions and oh, you're so cute. asking me questions to help me work out what I actually think.
0: So. Oh, I'm going to tell a story. I didn't tell you I'd do this, okay. but i just thought of it. Do you remember, so Beck and I travelled together on a um, trip to Cambodia a while back with a mm-hmm. team of people, and we were in one of the most remote and poorest parts of the country, mm-hmm. and we were on a tuk-tuk with – Several other people going through mud—not just mud like you might see around the streets of Melbourne or, or whatever—but mud that is like thick peanut butter that goes up to your knees and you kind of slosh oh, through it.
1: Can't tell you the like fear I can feel right now remembering it.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, you're retelling I mean, the story. This was in 2013, I think yeah. it was, it was mm-hmm. some time ago, but um, I remember. It sitting on that tuk tuk with you and looking at the fear in your eyes. And I don't I don't I didn't know you were a six then. Mm-hmm. But knowing that now yes. knowing that now, I was just like, oh my gosh, you must have been so scared and and um didn't didn't know what was going to happen. And I'd mm-hmm. been I'd travelled there before. I knew the people, I knew the the place that we were at. So I was feeling, you know, a bit more confident in what was happening. And you being a six sitting there looking very fearful. And I remember, (laughs) I remember you were worried that the tuk-tuk was going to fall over with us Uh all in it because it was quite, I mean, it was rickety. It was sliding around all over the place. It was, you know, I can imagine for a six, especially not having had that experience before, that would be very Uh (laughs) scary. And I don't know if you remember what I said to you, do you?
1: Yeah, I do. I remember (laughs) so vaguely what you said to me. I think I was afraid of getting bogged. That was what I was afraid of. And (laughs) I, I must've said something to you about like, I'm scared we're going to get bogged. And you said to me, Oh, if something doesn't happen, we won't have any stories to tell. (laughs) That's right. And what (laughs) happened next, Holly? (laughs) Well, yeah. So I remember saying to you, if, if nothing
0: happens, like if, if nothing happens on this, this little journey on this tuk-tuk right now, we won't actually make a memory about it. Like there'll be nothing significant to remember. And, I reckon it would have been less than 30 seconds Uh, after I said that to you. The tuk tuk actually did fall over. (laughs) It fell over, uh, and the people on one side of the tuk tuk fell on top of the people on the other side, and knees went into stomachs and eyes uh, and elbows. And I mean, everyone was fine.
1: There were no broken bones at all. No injuries. I definitely wasn't laughing in the moment of it, but as um, within, you know, a minute or something, we were all laughing because no one was hurt. It was, it happened very much in slow motion, but. Um, and everyone was muddy, which is the yes. worst. That was the worst part about it. Yeah. And I think looking back on it now, you know, you were talking about you've been there before, you've kind of seen the situation. Like we all kind of piled out of the tuk-tuk and then, all these people came from nowhere. Like they weren't necessarily standing on the side of the street, but there was all of a sudden these people that came yes. and helped us stand the tuk tuk up and carried our luggage and yes. like did all the things. And it was just like, I had, you know, the fear in me was because that had never happened. I, who knows what's going to happen, but you'd been there, you'd seen it, you knew what was going to happen. Anyway, it was great, <laughs> great, great memories. But now we have a good memory. <laughs> yeah, we do. And we talk
0: about it often. Um, so the seven is an enthusiast and an entertaining optimist. Oh my gosh. I love being around sevens. They are so fun. I've got a few friends who are sevens and they are always, the ones being always like fully happy. Their motivation is to be happy and to feel satisfied and content. And they really fear being deprived, trapped, limited, bored or missing out on the fun. And I know that your wing is a seven deck. Yeah. And you always, you always are wanting to have that happy, fun Uh um, side of life. Um, And they really long to hear that you will be taken care of, which I really like. Yeah. Sevens are really fun. If you think about the people in your life, seven is usually the one. that you think about when they walk into a room or into a party, you know that you're going to have a good time
1: because uh-huh. ju- just solely because they have They're arrived. There. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I like sevens too. They're so good. They um, are. Eights. Eights are known as protective challenges and their motivation is to be independent or autonomous to protect themselves and those that they love. Mm. They're afraid of being weak, powerless Controlled, harmed, vulnerable, manipulated, or left at the mercy of injustice. Wow! And what they long to hear is that you will not be portrayed.
0: Wow! Yeah, yeah. I know a couple of eights, and I love. I mean, I love eights, but it's. I find it really easy to identify eights sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's a famous eight mm. that's not so <laughs> positive. Well, in my mind, I mean, some people love him. Yeah, but. President Trump is an eight. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, eights have a really strong leadership capacity and Mm -hmm. really want to see good happen in the
1: world. Yeah, they do. They have like a real justice meter. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
0: Yeah. And then we come to the nine. Oh, my gosh. I love nines as well. I mean, I love all of them. Yes. But nines. Uh, the peacemaker, the peaceful mediator, the ones that are always calm. you probably know someone in your life that's like this. I know quite a few. Their motivation is to be at peace, to be harmonious, having inner stability and peace of mind. They fear being in conflict or tension or losing connection and relationship with others. Nines especially, if you know a nine or if you are a nine and you do have to confront someone or cause disruption in a relationship that's not something that a nine does just off the cuff. It Mm. will mean that it's taken a long time to get to the decision to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And they long to hear that your presence matters. Beautiful. Me too. I think if I could choose to be a type, I'd choose to be a nine. Would you? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I think I would choose to like have each to yes. have a different day of the week and be a different type, just Ooh. to experience what that motivation mm-hmm. feels like, what the fear feels like, to help understand other people better.
1: That, would be, that would be fun.
0: Yeah. I think that would be really fun. So those are all the types. Um, send us your questions if you want. Mm. You can send us an email. Just check out the Instagram. We've got an Instagram account now, which we probably won't post much on, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> and it is I love you too much to argue podcast. And we will see you again soon. Thanks for listening today. Make sure you head to the Enneagram Institute if you'd like to find out more about what they do. And check out as well your Enneagram coach on Instagram, which is a great place if you
1: want to have
0: more information about the Enneagram.
1: And Bye. don't forget
0: to rate, review and subscribe. Oh Yes. Oh, I forgot that. But you're so good at this podcasting <laughs> thing, Beck. Lucky I've got you here. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Yeah, rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts especially because that's the best place for us to get I don't know. What do they say? Like that's how people then find it. Mm. We could share it with a person. Yeah. Although if you Yeah, only if you like it though. Don't don't rate if you don't like it. Nah.
1: Be honest. <laughs> we want you to be honest. <laughs>
0: if you but, if you think it's a one-star podcast just like don't give us a move rating. along <laughs> just move along just stop listening <laughs> oh, okay see you next time See ya. Thanks, beck bye. bye thank you for listening to the I love you too much to argue podcast If you've got questions or comments about this episode or would like to contribute to future episodes, please click the link in the episode description to contact us.